previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. All right, I would just like to throw out there that we, I had permission. That's, I was very clear with that. She cleared it. And oh, this is the other thing is, I think it's funny that you think I had anything to do with the planning for that wedding. I mean, that's, so I had, I needed something to do, Bill. So I was like, yeah, let's do a podcast. I'm impressed you've been married about a year and you've learned the word permission. <laughs> Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. And Tiny Chuck, back again. Oh. Hey. Now, hey. Tiny Chuck's not in the house no. like he should be, because Tiny Chuck's already back in Missouri, but he's with us for this. Uh, we're going to call this, I don't know what we're calling the episode yet, but we're going to recap our wedding weekend, yeah. amazing time. We did it again. And our amazing officiant, actually, he called it the Encore Wedding Performance. Yes. And that's actually kind of what it was. I can't believe we didn't think of that sooner and actually right. plaster that title everywhere. everywhere. But it was great. And it's true. It was and our Encore Wedding Performance. And those of you who were worried, Chuck did show up. So Sully. So did Roxy. So Eat no, it. I meant Tiny Chuck. Oh, Tiny Chuck. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness you Okay. Up. I was talking about Tiny yeah, Chuck. Yeah, and Chuck. Good thing you were there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good thing I showed up. I don't know. I mean, Roxy held her own on the dance floor. So, half oh my the... gosh, I'm oh still recovering. My knees are still. Uh... Every time I took a break, I'm looking over and there's Roxy on the dance floor. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back out. Twirling there. in my beautiful dress. Like it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Let's go back though, shall we? Let's yeah. Let's recap. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, some thank yous. To everyone who came and showed up and some who crashed our wedding. Yeah, we had wedding crashers. Was, it was at amazing. One point, Roxy and I are sitting at the front table <laughs> and I look over. Now, full disclosure, we'll get into this in a second, how yeah. this all happened. There yeah. was kind of a mini Littles table. Yeah. And I looked up and I was like, who the hell is that? Like, I had no <laughs> idea who this person was. And sure enough, it was David Patton who just happened to come to our wedding. Now, this there's reasoning behind yes, that. Yes, and we're so grateful. So grateful. We feel bad because we... He, Totally could have brought his wife. I know. He didn't know and he didn't want to assume it was a plus one situation. So he just kind of came himself. Should we start there? Let's start there. We had so... All right. So we understand what's going on in the world. Yeah. And we asked our guests, please be safe. Do Do not not come come. if you're not feeling well or if you're not sure that you're going to feel comfortable being there with other people. We asked people to make sure they were testing and stuff like that. But you just never know. Mm -hmm. And it is a big group gathering. So Mm -hmm. we understood, I guess, is how we want to start that. Yeah. So should we start with Saturday? Yeah. We had the brewery hangout. We called it Brews Before I Do's. Take two. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiny Chuck did not show up for that. No, just, just for but the, that's just okay. For the record. Well, it, it ended up working out for you. Oh, it worked out great. Because you got to spend a little right, time with... My other groomsman, yep. Mark, from mm-hmm. Ohio. Yep. So that was great, except for the, the downfall was that there was someone there, Chuck, that was really excited to meet you, mm-hmm. and you didn't show up. And yep. then we said, don't worry, because he's going to be there tomorrow. At least we hoped at that point you would get there for the, for the wedding. Right. <laughs> We knew, we knew you'd pull through. Was there we, doubt? <laughs> well, maybe a little, Chuck. I mean, you were asking. I mean, you were going to take Amtrak. I'm like, no, don't do that. Yeah, That's you were so like, expensive. you know what train no station you were supposed to be at. Amtrak, right? No, no. Well, you could have, I guess. You could have. It just would have been like a hundred plus dollars. Well, and but the, he was asking me other questions. I'm like, no. What do you know? <laughs> like, no, it's Sunday, not Saturday. Or it's not, not, all right. I'm going a little too far. Anyway, Bob Walsh actually came Saturday night to the Brews Before I Do. Yes. He was very excited to meet you, Chuck. And he is one of the people that, unfortunately, who was going to come on Sunday and then at the last minute, a friend of a friend or... There, w- there, was, a, there was some connection that 
you know, down the line, not down them the line, directly, right? But he like might a, have possibly been exposed, right? To COVID. Right. So he felt he was playing it safe, and he yes. already felt. And bad. we so appreciate that. Yeah, we did yeah. miss you. So but. he he did not come, and that was one of the reasons why. So we also had, I want to say, three or four on Friday. Two on Saturday, like a, a few, like a few earlier in the Sunday. week, um, a Sunday few, morning, we had a few weeks say, ago. We can't make it now. We had multiple people say they were coming that then said pretty close and last minute that they weren't right anymore. So we had so all these meals it and was, everything already yeah. paid for and everything. So we're like, who do we know? So we we basically reached out to every little we knew in Connecticut. We were like, screw right. it, let's get some littles there. Right. So that's what we did. Claire came down. And of course, Dina was there. Smitty Scoop came up. Yep. And that was amazing. <laughs> and Smitty Scoop. We're going to get to you in a second, Chuck. Don't you worry. Holding yeah. court at the little table. Oh, I table. know. It was great. That was amazing. I have some great pictures of that. We'll post those later. Yeah. So Bob Walsh sadly couldn't come the day of. So Claire was on it. Well, can and, but can I say something too? We, I got this update from a year ago because obviously oh, yeah. everyone knows now mm-hmm. we got married one year from last year. Right. So it was mainly so I would remember our anniversary. I couldn't blow that. <laughs> Because there's this big event on our anniversary, a one-year anniversary. So I got this message from Dave Patton. Uh, you know, the, a year ago. the Facebook memories, they show you one year ago. This is what someone wrote. And he said, he said, hey, are you guys getting married near where Roxy grew up? Because I live right there. I could come crash your wedding. And then you could say you had a little at your wedding. Right. And I just thought that, and that's what made me think of David Patton. I was like, oh, I don't have time. I'm, you know, I'm getting dressed. I'm like, Claire's like, I'm yeah, on Chuck it. Chuck was dealing with all of this while I was cool, calm, and collected, yeah, getting right. ready with my bridesmaids. Yeah. <laughs> Had no idea all this was going on. Yeah, so thank, so that, thank but, you for taking that. But it was weird because this is now two, two people that we'd never met that were at our wedding. Right. <laughs> it was so funny. And we, we met them, yes. but not in person. Yes. We met them. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So, but it was funny though when I looked up because I, forgot about the David Patton thing and yeah. all of a sudden you know we the ceremony's like, over that? we're at the reception we're eating dinner I look up and there's some guy sitting at the little I'm like who the hell is that so that was really funny now tiny Chuck yeah takes advantage of the situation I don't know if you just want to get away from your family or what Chuck but you went over and they were eating you up they loved oh. you Chuck well I mean they're like the nicest people on the planet I mean for real it was not hard to <laughs> just sit down and act like I mean I felt like I was talking to people I'd known for like 10 Aww. years it was just like every single person there was just so inviting and so just like down to earth. It was just really an amazing, probably only lasted like five minutes, but it was like, a, it seemed like hour of just really know these people. Yeah. Yeah, they were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I love that. And I'm now, getting teary-eyed right and now. And all of a sudden he's like, that. so now I want to come on every episode of the Little I Little's know. <laughs> well, I am you know, throwing out the old uh, end of June option here, maybe. <laughs> oh, Jingle Fest? No. Possible? What? What? That's news to us. Breaking news. This well, just possible. We've already committed you to August. Yeah. Now let's get into that. Because you blew that, Chuck. You were supposed to be the host. And Bob Walsh was like, no, too late. Alex yeah. Cobb coming through. Yes. And Alex, Alex Cobb, Cobb. Pitcher for the Orioles. Yes, pitcher for the Orioles. <laughs> Alex Cobb, we will be getting to you. We promise. It's been a crazy <laughs> world. No, because he hasn't met the Littles yet right. on the podcast. So he's on the list. We've been in contact already. And yeah. we were actually going to maybe do it this week. And then last week, whatever. It's just been so crazy. Obviously, we, and all, you all know we've been planning a wedding. Yeah, we've so. all been. Yeah, we've had some <laughs> stuff to do. So he's going to be hosting. But Tiny Chuck, you did say you are going to hopefully show up for that, right? Oh, yeah. Bring the wife. Good. She'll love it. Yep. Right. Have a yep. nice Mexican dinner. Yep. Mexican dinner, margaritas, you know, all that stuff. So excellent. And I will definitely tell some stories about yeah from from the wedding because okay. good. Yeah, all right. Good. Such great people. I mean, I hope at some point I've got to meet these people again. Because, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it was so touching to, to hang out with them. Oh, good. Right. Now, the one that's really upsetting, Chuck, is you left the day before. We got to meet a couple nights ago. Bob Sproul yes. was in town to yes. see the music. Oh, now. yeah. And so we had a nice dinner with him. So shout out to Bob for inviting us out. And another great Littles meetup. And it was just a fun time. Yeah. So, and I, he then went to see Plaza Suite that night. Yep. Plaza Suite. And we still haven't gotten the review of that. No. So I don't know if it's any good. That was with uh, Matthew, Broderick Matthew Broderick and Sarah and... Jessica Parker, yep. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to other stuff. We're going to get to the emails and stuff the last segment. Yeah. We wanted to just kind of wrap up with a little wedding bow. <laughs> and since Tiny Chuck was there and just get his perspective, which want to do wedding gifts. Wedding gift. What was your favorite wedding gift, Roxy? My favorite wedding. Okay. Well, first of all, I went to try to pick out a card for Chuck here. And for our anniversary. For our anniversary, right. right. Yeah, we almost forgot about completely that. Completely forgetting that it was our one year <laughs> anniversary that I was searching for a gift for. So I'm like going through the aisles. I'm like, what kind of card do I get him on? It's our second wedding ish. And then it finally hit me. Oh, duh. It's our one year anniversary. So I got him a beautiful one year anniversary card. So Chuck always knocks it out of the park. He actually made a. Okay, well. All right, go ahead. Tell him what it he was. He made something for me. It's basically a shadow box, but in the box, for come to find out, this was Chuck's idea. Tiny Chuck's idea. I was going to say, full disclosure. Full this disclosure. Is totally why you have Tiny a Chuck man. gets all the respect. He and his beautiful wife, they did this for each other. So. Well, wait, wait, wait. They, they had the idea. Right. And I you ran with it. Okay. All right. Just okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I sent a picture to Tiny Chuck and he was like, leave it to you to like take yeah. it ridiculously. He basically got this beautiful box with a glass front and that has like a heart shaped love. something that says love. And inside the box, he put the lyrics to our first dance. Right. Beautifully done. And then I did the little burn the edges. He burned the, the edges paper. to make it look interesting. And it's so oh, I'm sweet. Crafty. I'm crafty. It took oh. my breath away. And then he also gave me a ream of printer paper. Absolutely. Paper. <laughs> the only thing it was missing was a Dunder Mifflin. Yes. It wasn't from Dunder Mifflin. Icon. Yeah. But it was Not a ream icon, of paper. Not icon, whatever it is. And then Tiny Chuck, where did you come? You said you and your wife did that by accident, right? To each other? Yeah. So the, I think the one year is a paper. It is. Yes, yeah, it is paper. You oh. do that kind of stuff with doing that because we were like, what are we supposed to get each other? So we kind of just like, oh, let's see what they tell us to do, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. So yeah, we've always had the the lovely song by Cole Porter is our song since we started dating. And so that was what we danced to at our wedding reception. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to find the piano score, get the chorus part, and then put it in a frame. And so I did that. And then lo and behold, she did the same thing. Aww. So when we get each other gifts, <laughs> we have two copies of Cole Porter to Lovely hanging in our Oh, house. That's sweet. <laughs> that is so cute. And it's a little bit different score too. Yeah. Exactly right. Cool. cool. So well, a little different, but it was kind of funny when we opened it. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, so when Tiny Chuck got into town, he was staying in New York City. Mm-hmm. So we met up the next night for dinner and Roxy was already up in Connecticut yeah. getting things ready for the wedding. So we had went to dinner with them privately. So I Hurley's. Hurley's. Oh, of course. Hurley's. Yeah. We went to Hurley's. And I think you said, what are you doing later tonight? I said, I guess shopping, because I just completely blanked on the whole one-year anniversary thing. We were so busy planning this wedding, yeah. part deux, mm-hmm. that I forgot. So he's, I said, so what did you guys do? And I said, it's paper, right? And you totally gave me the idea. I, ran, I didn't want to do exactly what you did, so I went and ran with it a little bit and did something a little different. It's so beautiful. I'm and of course, we'll post a picture. what I had ordered for you is still not in yet. <laughs> it's in but the But I, I did. So mail. we do have a, we have a love for the Disney short, The Paper Man. 
and it's the one with all the uh, paper, airplanes. paper airplanes. So what I did was I took a box and I made 10 paper airplanes for the um, almost 10 years that we've been together. And I put a little oh. kiss on one of them and I threw all the paper airplanes in a box oh, and gave him that. It was sweet. So I had a tear. I had a tear. <laughs> but it wasn't. Oh, yeah, you better. Now, see, but that's fair for you. I didn't count that as a wedding gift. I thought mm-hmm. that was an anniversary gift. So when I said, what's my favorite wedding gift? I'm going to go this direction. Oh, yeah. Because speaking of, it's in the mail, as Chuck always says. Yep. He says to me that night, did you get something in the mail? today i was like no i was like well actually there was something waiting but i was running late so i just left it by the mailbox he's like oh okay lo and behold lo and behold i get home and it's a package from chuck and it (laughs) i opened it he promised he was going to get us this yeah he did he did and it is a i'm saying buttery yeah i think it's probably buttery but i'm wondering is it boutier i'm saying buttery we're gonna post now chuck <laughs> the one thing i will say i opened it up and there's a card in there with all these different colors you got us this like obnoxious orange color but, but it goes with our logo but it does go orioles. it goes with the logo oh it's orioles oh that's right it's for the orioles i forgot <laughs> okay i'm gonna tell you that until later <laughs> anyway it says buttery the butter dish reinvented and it says in all capitals. It's a scientific fact. Fact. Butter does not require refrigeration. Then why does it say on the box, please keep refrigerated? It does? Yes, on the box of the butter. Oh, on the box of the butter. I thought you meant it on the box of this. It says keep refrigerated. I don't know. And it anyway. lasts in the freezer for four months. Well, anyway, this is a great... <laughs> It's a butter dish. And it comes with a little knife. It's got a I'm cover. I'm very skeptical, we're, but thank you so much. We're going to try it. No, we're totally we're trying gonna this. We're going to try it. At least, we're definitely yeah. going to try it. If you don't it. like it, don't. It's yeah. got a flip. Well, the only Send thing it I back. Got, I'll take it. But, <laughs> the only uh, thing oh, I and got it comes orange. with a little knife. Wait, wait. Was this, what, was this your plan the whole time, Chuck, that we're not going to want to use it and we'll just give it back to you? Is that the plan? <laughs> I'm just saying, don't throw it away. Well, we'll definitely return it for store credit. I mean, come on. No, no we're going to try it. The little <laughs> knife seems butter cool. dish. Well, the only thing I will say is so far, we opened it, and it's kind of huge. It's, like, pretty big for, yeah. like, a New York City apartment counter kitchen thing. I'm you know? curious. So, yeah, you definitely got to send a picture because I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely. We'll definitely. Oh, you I don't, think. Wait, you don't have I, one of these? No, I have. A, we have our normal butter dish we've been using oh, for well, years. Oh, Chuck, your so. birthday's coming up. Now I know what I'm getting you. All right. <laughs> red it's going to be sure. red for the Red Sox. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, listen, Chuck, did you have a good time? I had an amazing time. I'm still like trying to just come down from the cloud because it was such a great time to see you guys, obviously, and to be a part of that. I think everything went just so smoothly once it got going and everybody seemed to have an amazing time. Yeah. It's so great to meet your family. And and Chuck, I don't think I've ever even met your sisters. Yeah, I don't think you did. Over the years, but... Just to see everybody enjoying themselves so much and obviously meeting some of the littles. Great, great day. Absolutely great day. Yeah. And your speech was awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, what you said. And yeah, it was yeah, great. Chuck had to make his toast speech. That was, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. Maybe we can record that and put it on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm sure All one right. of my relatives have it on video well, I, oh, somewhere. We, oh, we have it on video. That's what oh, I'm saying. We, we could add okay. it to the tail end of the podcast or yeah, something. No, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to Anyway, all right. Speaking of the podcast, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, but sorry, thank you for indulging that, Littles. We just we yeah. just wanted to share because we had so many well wishes and, and thank you. We appreciate yous. it. We way appreciate too many the love. people mm-hmm. can't count the people who tweeted at us and sent us emails yeah. and sent us messages. And it was just there's just way too many. To and we're never doing it again. So again. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing is we we're leaving. We'll leave you with this. We're leaving, and Sergio, our Mater D, our, Mater D he says, "So we do it again next year." 
And she was like, no, no, no. no He's no, like, no. we're like, no, no, we're not getting married. He's like, oh, well, baby shower. I'm like, no, 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 we're maybe like, a cat shower. Kitty shower first, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, let's get out of here, you two. We've got a great Meet the Littles guest. We're very excited. Lots of New Orleans talk. Chuck, you remember our trips to New Orleans? A little bit. I believe you were with me on the <laughs> Halloween night one. Yes, I was. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we won't. That's all we're going to say about it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Wow. being played in this episode by Nick Apostolaris. And this song is called What It's Worth. And we've played Nick's stuff in the past. It's been a while. I believe it was Anita from Alaska's episode way back when. You can find all of Nick's stuff over on Bandcamp. Just search Nick Apostolaris. That is A-P-O-S-T-O-L-E-R-I-S. And as always, we'll play the full song What It's Worth at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one. We were hooked yeah. up. We got hooked up. Yep. Bob Walsh hooked us up. Thanks, Bob. Please welcome to the podcast, Frank Lynch. Hey, Frank, how's it going? It's going terrific. Thanks for having me on. Oh, the pleasure's all ours. Now, why don't we just get into that? Tell us, how did you get coerced into doing this? It's, of course, Bob Walsh, I think. That everybody goes through. Oh, of course. Now, this is something we normally get into later, but now you were a host for Summer of Littles last year. Is that what I was told? It was. It was the first time I have uh, volunteered. Somehow I felt the spirit move me, seeing a whole bunch of emails and listening to it on the pod. and figured there wouldn't be a lot of people in Utah, so I raised my hand and, uh, and volunteered. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's great. We'll get back to that, seriously. Mm -hmm. So, But why don't we uh, do what we normally do? Take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there, and tell us a little something about yourself. So my name is Frank Lynch. I live in Park City, Utah. Moved out here from the East Coast about nine years ago. I spent about 20 years in Northern Virginia and grew up in Connecticut, so very much an oh. East Coaster. Yeah, no, it's and li worked in the city and all the other fun stuff. Started listening to, well, what was the radio show on WTEM 980, I believe, back with, literally the day it started. I, I remember hearing oh. it for the first time. I, I think Tony started by saying this is the end of his career. Um, <laughs> and, so this, this has worked out really well for him in the long run. So you heard the old, old shows. 
Literally the old, old shows. I, th- I think I mentioned that, that James Brown probably, I think he did the show afterward. And there was, uh, God, and this really goes back to in the beginning. There was a show before that, or a show in the afternoon called Kylie and the Coach. It was, and Rich mm-hmm. Gilgannon was the coach. And oh my goodness, it was, uh, it was a lot different than you would expect from the things you hear today. All right. Well, so now you're out in Utah, but we have to figure <laughs> out how you got out there. Did you go to school and all that stuff? I actually went to the University of Richmond. I am an East Coaster through and through. I have worked a variety of places in my life from home for 20-some years and have been vacationing out here for a bit. Mm. Nine years ago, we were out here for a month in the summer and realized we could actually live here and uh, sold the house, turned around, and moved to Park City. Wow. Yeah, Utah's beautiful. I've never been. Stunningly beautiful. It's stunningly beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. I'm trying to think of the Logan was a town we were in where you just open the door and there's the mountains. It's just oh. it's absolutely gorgeous. The home of Patrick Moffat lives in Logan. Absolutely. Right. We've actually met him already, yep. which is great. Yeah. On the podcast, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. I mean, that just, you just described a Hallmark movie. Oh, we can't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, um, you know. <laughs> Salt Lake City is gorgeous too. I mean, just all over there. It's just. It is a surprisingly beautiful state and very different, very mountainous, obviously, in the north and very desert in the south. Yeah. It's just an amazing place to visit. Now, have you had the Handler. chance to meet Scott? Uh, Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Sorry. You got the wrong Moffat. So many Moffats. Yes, so many Moffats. Yes. No, no. Patrick and I were the Summer of Littles last year at Maxwell's in Park City. First time we met. And hopefully we'll have more than two people this year. But if not, I'm good with that either. That yeah. Well. Cool. Well, it is kind of a big ask out there, I think. But you never yes. know. It's funny because we there are emails that are read by people in Salt Lake City, which is just 20 minutes from here oh. and, yeah. uh, and the surrounding. So I'm hoping that there's more. But again, I think that's something that'll hopefully grow organically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get Tony to, to give it a shout out. or Right. Something. So. All right. We're kind of going out of order here, but that's OK. So now <laughs> did you ever get to chatter and stuff like that while you were on the East Coast? I made one pilgrimage to chatter. It was a Monday morning, I believe, and there was me and someone else there. So one of the infamous, there's nobody here, but we're going to give out gifts anyway. Stuff. <laughs> so I have a really nice Tampa Bay Rays shirt. And prize is closet. That, is that good for you or bad for you? <laughs> it can, I'm not sure it could get any more neutral than the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. okay. I am oddly a Philadelphia sports fan and an Eagles season ticket holder, even though I live here. So oh, wow. they're as non-threatening as they get. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> So you live in Utah, but you have season tickets to the Eagles. I was on the Eagles season ticket waiting list for 10 years. And I believe literally as I am driving across the country, I got an email saying, hey, congratulations. You can now have tickets. Of course. Yeah, it's it's pretty much how that works. And so you, you actually keep them? I keep them, I go to two games, and I share gotcha. the rest with them. Gotcha. Or sell them, whatever, you know, try to. Right. I, uh, yeah, I just I have a group of friends that I've shared them with over the years. Nice. Oh, I'm sure wow. they appreciate that. That's great. Now, are you Philadelphia every, what's your favorite sport and all that stuff? Probably football, but I am a Philadelphia sports. My parents grew up in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, so I grew up a Philadelphia sports fan. My son, who's now 22, is a Philadelphia sports fan, and my daughter will at least attend games with me and cheer for the right team. So I got that going for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's great. All right. So now, Frank, we're going totally out of order. I'm a little flustered here, but that's okay. So now, <laughs> what do you do for work and all that kind of stuff? I manage a national sales team in the payment space. I worked for J.P. Morgan for like 15 years, and now I work for a company called WorldPay. We sell to national accounts, so enterprise stuff. 
I have folks across the country. So I used to, back in the good old days, I used to travel quite a bit. Mm. We have an amazing airport here, which is really easy to get to. And it, it's really fun job. And I enjoy it tremendously. Of course, COVID has made everything a little more interesting. Uh, And we're just starting to get out again and doing stuff. But, you know, my downside is I had to be quarantined in Park City, Utah. So that's not the worst thing in the world. No, that's very true. And earlier you mentioned Connecticut. You lived up there. I grew up in Connecticut. I went to school at the University of Richmond. After school, I went back home. I worked in the city for a while. Loved the city, but ended up moving to D.C. with with some people I lived with or went to school with. And lived there for the better part of 20 years in Northern Virginia. Got married, kids, all the other stuff before we moved out here. I mean, you've hit all of my checkpoints because I grew up in Connecticut. We live in New York. The topic of D.C. and Virginia has come up for us for potential future. So I don't know. Maybe we'll end up in Park City at some point. (laughs) It's easy to do. I was a Rockette for a short period. Oh, amazing. Perfect. Perfect. There There you go. go. (laughs) And where in Connecticut were you? Norwalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was was lovely. I love New England. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I lived in a bunch of places in Northern Virginia, and I loved, loved living there, particularly when I was younger. My early 20s was just just a great town. It's smart and it's funny and, you know, all the things that we like. Mm-hmm. And then the quality of life stuff moving out here. It's just it's a different experience. And I adore every day of it. Yeah. The summer is better than the wintertime. There's no humidity. I just went to Jazz Fest in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago where saw amazing music and picked up COVID. So I got a little bit of everything. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but I've forgotten how much I just have gotten used to not having humidity mm-hmm. yeah. because it makes it a lot hotter yeah sure yeah. yeah new orleans can be rough i've oh, never been there such... either <laughs> oh it's a wonderful wonderful city with great food and culture mm-hmm. and music uh and i had a bunch of friends who went to tulane they had a great saying the best part about new orleans is seeing it in the rearview mirror then i felt that way as i was leaving yeah <laughs> yeah it takes its toll yeah, yeah i'm absolutely. sure I'm roxy we should try to get down there Maybe we we have a lot of places on our It'll list. It'll be nice and not humid in July, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, August is a, you know their favorite month, but yeah, yeah right. highly, highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah. What well, What's your favorite thing to do in New Orleans? Music. Yeah. Lots and lots of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jazz Fest is just this wonderful experience. So if you don't know about it, there's 15 ish stages with Cajun and gospel and jazz and blues and you know like the black crows played and jimmy buffett played yeah. it was just oh, wow. it has every no it's it's incredible though melissa well melissa etheridge had covid willie nelson had covid he was supposed to play oh, um yeah so i felt like i was just joining the crowd no. <laughs> that's, you, a, that's a nice way to look at it i guess COVID from willie nelson i mean that's what you could say I, that's, that's, <laughs> i'm pretty much gonna go with that story yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah now when was this uh, so it's always the la- there's two weekends. It's the last weekend in April and the first weekend in May. I was there. Then. Wow. So it's four days in the in the first weekend in May. It oh, is cool. it's a massive. Event. So it's over it's Kentucky Derby. Derby. It okay. is over the Derby. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Same, same thing. Yep. Hmm. Roxy. Chuck. That just happens to also be my birthday. Right. So we might have oh. to, we might have to check that out. No, yeah. because I often said to uh, many of my friends from all my touring and stuff like that. I feel like I've been to New Orleans for every major event except the one everyone knows which is Mardi Gras. I've never yeah. been there for Mardi Gras, but mm-hmm. I have been there. Well, I've been there numerous times, but I've been there for Halloween, mm-hmm. which is absolutely crazy. <laughs> and then I've been there for New Year's, uh-huh. which is absolutely crazy. Yep. Um, I mean, it was 
I've never seen anything like it. Mardi Gras is an event too. I, I've been oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, if you take it for the spirit that it is, it's it's a crazy town, but it has just such joy, and the people has just such joy. It just permeates the entire experience. Yeah. Wow. And I got to be honest, when I found out that they were, I think it's Harrah's, when they were putting a casino in. Yes. I was not thrilled about that. I feel like it it was too modernized for mm. that city. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But. The fact that it's way down at the end. It's at the end of the canal. Yeah, it's right on the end. So it's kind of like, you know, it's not in the middle of everything. Right, right. So I feel like you still... Your point's a really good one because it's lots of places that have casinos. They are the destination. And Uh that is just a piece of the story. If you feel like going to the casino, it's great. Mm -hmm. If you want to go and and eat because the food there is just so good and do that instead and go have some cocktails, easily do that too. And both are, you know, within five minutes of one another. So Mm -hmm. it's... Right. it's very different. But what I like is that it leaves the historic part of New Orleans out of it. Right. Yes, it didn't very touch much. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought it was going to. Did you ever see a Saints game? No. Okay, so we need to figure uh, that out. I've been there so many times. I've never seen the Saints. <laughs> so not Mardi Gras and not football scenes. However, here. though, the last time I was there, I think it was, I want to say, 2017. And our last show that we had, it, we had a 2 o'clock matinee. There was no evening show. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas Eve, yeah. actually. Now that I remember, it was Christmas Eve. And the Saints were playing the Falcons. It was a huge, huge game. So mm-hmm. we won, and the, the place was nuts. So yeah. I got to go out and kind of like celebrate after the game. Does that make sense? On Bourbon oh, Street. Gorgeous. And yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and of course, all the local musicians, they were Saints fans. So as soon as I walked in, I, during that season, I always wear my Saints hat. You know, baseball season, I wear my Red Sox. During football season, I wear my Saints hat. As soon as they saw me walk in for rehearsal earlier in the week, and they actually said, they're like, are you calling out on Sunday? And I was like, no. I, was like, I, can't. I can't. Like, I can't call out on the freaking drummer, you know? I, you know, that's you just as you mentioned, like one of the things that just struck me, and I hadn't been there in a bit, and I've been twice in the last couple of months for, I went to a wedding not too long ago. And it's just, the, just walking around the corner. I'm like, you cannot walk three blocks without hearing music. Yeah. It is just literally everywhere. And, and, you know, you talk about being a drummer. One of the things I saw at Jazz Fest was Stanton Moore, who's the drummer for Galactic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know him or not. But he did something at the jazz tent with uh, one of the Marcellus family members. And it was just so amazing wow. to watch just how he controls the band, but also lets it unroll and unravel in front of them right and it's i just love love that and that's you know i love the creation of music yeah and that is it's so fun to watch and that's that's one of the things there's just so much cool stuff to do there wow deep dive in new orleans you got to get back there. <laughs> yeah. got, i have to Chris get there Roxy has to get there so that's great gotta go roxy all right well listen this will be a good time to take a break you can stick around right yes all right we'll be right back with meet the littles Hi, this is the great Zucchini from Bethesda, Maryland, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are lucky enough to have Frank Lynch with us. And I'm laughing because I think most people that know, and if you don't, you should know, go to our website, which is loyallittlespod.com and fill out that you want to come on the podcast. Yep. What we normally do is we, we take a break and we say we take a break. But the problem is I've learned we start talking and then we realize, oh, this would be good content. This would be perfect for the podcast. <laughs> so and I've made my mistake. I was just telling Frank here how if you ever talk to Ed Butt, just always have the recording going the whole time. 
never hit stop on the recording right. because he's always got something funny or something smart and you just don't stop. Yeah. So that started happening with Frank here. So I'm right. like, no, 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 hold up, hold up. I'm going to go. Let us get back into this. Now, Roxy, you said you have a question. Yes, right? which okay. I think will tie into what we were about to discuss. Okay. All right. Kind of going off of the New Orleans talk and you being there for Jazz Fest. Is that what it was? Mm. That is correct. How into music are you? Do you write music? Do you play music? Do you... What is your background with music that brought you there? And then just what is your interest? Completely incompetent in all (laughs) musical skills. (laughs) Writing, uh, composing, playing, listening to I'm very good at. I love, love, love live music. I am currently a DJ at a local station here in Park City. Thursday nights from 7 to 10, we have a volunteer uh, DJ called the Air Force, which I think is sort of a lovely creative name. I started, I was a DJ back in college for four years at the University of Richmond. Came to town and I started probably volunteering here four years ago, maybe. And I walk into my interview and first thing they say is, were you a DJ in college? I'm like, well, how'd you know? Like, oh, we get a lot of you. I'm like, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So I see a lot of live music. I'm a very old Grateful Dead fan. I saw 107 Grateful Dead shows with Jerry, I think. So that makes you a deadhead? Is that what it's called? Stop, stop. (laughs) We have sponsors now. So this Bury the Lead moment was brought to you by StickGrip.com. Go to StickGrip.com and use our code. LLPOD. Okay, so wait, how many... 107, I think. Ironically, my newest incantation is Dead & Company. John Mayer is incredibly Mm -hmm. talented. They were here recently at Radio City, actually. Yeah, Bobby played with Wolf Brothers. That's a different version of the thing. Oh, okay. Several. But I did meet little Sam Angel at Red Rocks last October, where it was extremely cold, 35 degrees at showtime. Well, it's so funny Uh, you said that, because I met Sam at a bar right before he was going to that show at Radio City. (laughs) Yeah. See? Yeah. It all comes together. I mean, I didn't get to go to the show. I had my own show. But yeah, no, I was like, yeah. he was like, hey, I'm in town. We, we should meet up. So Roxy was out of town, uh, he's, unfortunately. He's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's, great. Yeah, it's been really interesting, particularly in the last two years. I've, I've met a lot of people who are famous by email or other mm-hmm. means. I'm now in that fantasy, one of the fantasy football leagues and was on a Zoom call when we were doing the draft. And more than anything, met Chad. And that was, my God, just listening to him talk for a period of time is the most amazing thing ever. Oh, he yeah. Is very entertaining. Yeah. We're hoping that he'll be at, well, he's definitely going to be around Jingle Fest because he does the Jingle Golf. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping yes. we can get down there in time for that. Yep. I just found out recently it's on a Friday. Yeah, I think he always does a little bit early. But what a great group of folks. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and so Sam and I had a great time at Red Rocks and took some pictures and enjoyed. But yeah, it's, uh, again, music, I think, brings just so much into our lives. And I think it brings so many people together. I've met some of the best people I've ever known through just going to concerts. Yeah. yeah. So, but what made you decide, oh, I want to be a DJ? Yeah, uh, it seemed like fun at the time. <laughs> okay. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was smart enough to really know anything else. I loved music. Yep. It's really interesting. I've been around a bit. So I graduated from high school in 84. And I was a huge David Bowie fan in high school. And then I was sort of dismissive of the Grateful Dead until I went to my first show, which was in the fall of 84. And it was just such an amazing experience. Mm. Uh, maybe it was actually spring of 85. But there was it just sort of drew me in. And then... More and more music along those lines has drawn me. And one of the great things about being a DJ now as I'm older is that I'm, I get exposed to stuff that I wouldn't necessarily have listened to. Mm. And just 
you know, realize that there's so much good stuff out there. Not all of it's going to fall under things that I love, but right. I'm, I am so appreciative of it. There's a guy out now who's getting quite popular called Billy Strings who plays bluegrass. And I'm not a bluegrass fan per se, but he does so much interesting stuff around it that I'm just fascinated to watch him. Mm. He actually just played a whole show with Bob Weir in, in uh, Nashville, like two or three, because he played at, at Jazz Fest as well. And it's really interesting watching these, just these different organizational groups sort of come together and do stuff together and it just adds so much more context to the music it's just it's so much fun to watch yeah. sure that's amazing i used to dj a little bit not at radio stations but like you know private parties and mm -hmm. stuff when i was in high school and college and just i always loved it yep honestly it was too hard for me to catch up with the new music yeah or just to stay caught up i should say with the new music it is it's expensive yeah yeah it was an yes. expensive venture yeah because mm -hmm. you always had to have the new stuff yep if you didn't have the new stuff you, you were terrible yep not only do you have to have it, but you have to know it. Sure. And there's a lot that goes along to it. So, yeah. right. you know, our station is programmed, although we have some flexibility in doing stuff around it. But it's, you know, you see, so you end up listening to things that otherwise you probably wouldn't. Like, oh, well, that's actually really quite good. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, listen, Frank, this has been great. We really appreciate the time and you coming on to meet the littles, but we can't let you go without some fun, dumb questions. Is that all right? Absolutely. I wonder if they ever, if they ever say no, what are we going to say, Roxy? <laughs> Um, it's too been, bad. It's been nice knowing Tough. you. Oh. You ever go, go to a restaurant? Like anytime, I, I have these really weird things that go through my head all the time that I think are funny. Uh -huh. And you're sitting with somebody and said, you know, can I have something to drink to a waiter? And I, I said, well, what if the waiter says no? Then we'll <laughs> <you know." laughs> oh. yeah. I always hated in school when you would ask, can I do something? And they would like, say, I don't know. Can you? Oh, there's that one. Yeah. Yeah. be like, I'll slap you if you say that again. You know? I'll slap you. <laughs> All right. Do you want rapid fire or do you want deep pondering questions first? I am incapable of both. So let's you <laughs> okay. take the choice. Well, let's do some rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady Bunch. Okay. Can we pause for a second? All right. So <laughs> that was yours, Chuck. Full disclosure. No. Okay. Full disclosure. We have a sheet. We, we're finally trying to like, I read be off professionals the sheet. here. We have a sheet of, it says right at the top, rapid fire questions. Okay. Yes. So we're trying to be, so we can do this. Right. Okay. So I do the first one. I didn't realize I you were going in order. I well, that would make the most sense, wouldn't it, Roxy? So Nobody we, knows. Now, but Yeah, but now we're going to get confused because I'm going to be like, oh, she already said that one. Which one did she say? Nobody sees our list. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, but it just would have been easier for Chuck. Come on. Okay, you so know, the Brady Bunch. You're dealing with okay. Chuck. Okay, all right. Next. Garfield or Heathcliff? <laughs> what? what was the other one? Heathcliff. Do you not know Heathcliff? <laughs> oh, no, no. Garfield. Oh, for sure, Garfield. Okay. Pick any one, Roxy. Yeah. <laughs> Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Oh, now she goes in order. <laughs> Oh, smooth. Smooth. The Brady Bunch? Oh, I'm just kidding. See, I was going in order. Okay. See. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. All right, I got a new one. I dream of Genie or Bewitched? I dream of Genie. Oh, 100 times. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Barbara Eden. Strong oh, yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. True. You don't like the little winkle of the nose? The wrinkle of the nose? Is what I say? Winkle? Uh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you did say. <laughs> uh, okay. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down. Down, right? Yeah. All of them? Not the coffee cups. Okay. Oh. See, you got to ask yeah. specifically. Look, I'm just reading what's on the sheet. I know. I know I, didn't, <laughs> I, I know I wrote the sheet, but that's besides the point. All right. And then we have to just because Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny. <laughs> never not funny. Thank Ever. You. Thank you. Sorry, Claire. I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. All right, Somebody's going to get banned from smart and funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you could time travel, where or when would you go? 
Well, it's such a stupid answer, but it's an easy one for me. Like the late 60s, early 70s to see what the Grateful Dead were before I started watching them. No, see, I don't think that's... I don't think that's dumb. I don't think it's dumb at all. That's valid. I mean, yeah. You know... They are such an interesting cultural phenomenon, and there are so many things that go along with them. I, I, I'm just so fascinated. I read a, a Rolling Stone article about Taylor Hawkins yesterday, who I, I adore the Foo Fighters. I love them. Yes. And just it's it's learning about who they were besides being brilliant musicians mm-hmm. and great storytellers. But their actual lives, you know, how that is affected by what becomes stardom and just seeing that as as it's little less varnished, I guess, would be the way right. I yeah. think about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I could totally see someone saying that about the Beatles, for instance. You know, sure. go back 100%. to you know, Same when thing. the Beatles were together. And, mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to get morbid here, but, you know, like the last performance right before John Lennon got shot. Mm. You know, yeah, just sure. to know, like, yeah. I was at the last performance of his. You know, it's and it's so 28, like so many people die at the age of 28. Yeah. And I'm 55. and I, I so much has happened to me from 28 to 55, yeah. a whole amazing lifetime. And I like to think I've gotten to be a dramatically better person even in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so they missed all of that. And they right. and they do it because it's a struggle and it's really, it's hard doing what they're doing. And I think they do what they're doing because it's an expression of things that they're struggling with. And it's hard to watch. And even Taylor Hawkins at 50 years old, who I just think is so talented, mm. is just tough. Didn't yeah. mean to get morbid. Yes, sorry. That's all right. Let's per- perk it up a little bit. Which of yep. the seven dwarfs is most like you? Dopey. <laughs> okay. Only to the extent Dopey's got a bad rap because I humbly like to be about joy and cheerfulness. And he just sort of goes about his life and isn't really affected by the things that go on around him. And God knows in today's world, that's not a terrible quality. Right. I like Dopey too. Yeah. I don't know. This one seems like oddly specific, but what is your favorite smell in the whole world? Have we ever done that one? No. Whoa, new question on the Loyal Littles podcast. But it says in the whole world. Okay, so it's probably the Tublerose from Hawaii. Hmm. What is that? Very popular in Lay's. Very pungent, very sweet, and just sort of screams tropical at you with, a again, a joyfulness that is what the islands are. Could you describe the smell? Definitely say it smells sweet, I okay. think. Yeah, almost like, God, I, if I envisioned it it would be like a cheesecake oh. um and i love cheesecake so i guess that's a prerequisite for me yeah, but guess, it just yeah. it just brings out the best there you go well speaking of if you could eat only three foods for the rest of your life what would they be now we're gonna really see where cheesecake rates <laughs> grilled shrimp would be high on the list probably lobster and pizza oh, which is okay. a weird combination well, well it does, you don't necessarily need to have them all at the same time no. No, right. But I have had shrimp pizza before. Ooh, I was just going to go there. I love it when a guest reads not my mind. Great. So yeah, it's not great. It's, it's not great. Okay. Well, no, is it like, it's okay. Is it like pineapple on your pizza not great or is it? <laughs> okay, come on now. <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm not anti-pineapple. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so what do you like on your pizza? How would you take it? Barbecue chicken's my favorite. Okay. Of pizzas. And I like non-traditional stuff. Like I like Hawaiian. Pizza? I like pizza? Cold cheese is oh my goodness, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then you have to re- reheat it in a pan. That's the secret, by the way. Wait, what? 
What do you mean? Reheat pizza in a pan. You put it put it on the Whoa. on the so uh, not in the, the toaster grill. oven. No, no, this because that way it gets the whole thing. So you put a top on, you put the pan on there, it gets your crust crispy, hmm. and it melts the cheese on top. Whoa, littles information, information for, for life. life. I've never yeah, heard of that. So wait, you do put the lid on? That doesn't make it soggy. No, you put the lid over the top of the pan. I just use a frying pan. Yeah. Throw a couple pieces in there, put it on medium, put the top over, and, you know, two minutes, ready to go. Now Crispy I want crust. Pizza. Wow. <laughs> I almost want leftover pizza just so we can try this. I've never, we always put it in the toaster oven. Good, but it doesn't get the crust quite as crispy. This really crisps really? it up. Now, do you put anything really in the good. pan, like, Nope. Cooking spray, nothing? You just put nope, it in the pan? not a thing. And it doesn't Whoa. stick. All right. Huh. Okay, we're going to have to try we're it. We're totally trying that. Mm-hmm. Should we just end with that? I mean, that's like, <laughs> hello, information. So we've had Information a for the, life, exactly. We've had a bury the lead moment and yep. information for life all in one interview. Yep. So this is great. All right, do one more. No, all right. I'll do one, you do one, and then we'll Oh, go. okay. Oh, well, well, I was going to maybe take yours. No, go ahead. Okay. If you were the host of Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Oh, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Oh, no, see, wait a minute. So not... I was giving Roxy a look like, duh. Right. Grateful Dead. Right. No, no, Dave Grohl. I am a a huge, huge, huge Foo Fighter fan. If you didn't read his book, Storyteller, highly recommend it. Really? Northern Virginia guy. And why I love him so much is he is incredibly humble and incredibly curious. And his his mother's his best friend still. It's just very cool. And one of the best interviewers. I'm telling you, I didn't even know who he was. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to like Nirvana, I think. One day he was just happened to be on David Letterman. And I just thought he was the coolest mother, you know what, on this planet. And yep. it just was such a great interview. He, Like you said, he was just very humble. And, and I was like, I have to check out who this guy is. And then I found out he's a drummer. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I love autobiographies. So maybe I'll check mm-hmm. that out. It um, is really, really good. And it's not to give too much away. But the second chapter is all about their first show in arena, which was in D.C., first show they ever did in arena which I happen to be at. Uh, and the whole chapter is about how nervous he is because his girlfriend from, I believe it was third grade, was showing up at the show. Aww. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so sweet. It really is very sweet, but it's just a, it's a certain self-awareness that so few people have. And to be a huge rock and roll star and still have that is just incredible. Yeah. Right, right. All right, I'm not asking anymore. Frank, we're going to end on that. That's such a great story. <laughs> You. Frank, thank you so much. How can we get in touch with you? Do you have anything to plug? Just but maybe my radio show. But sure. that's if people I have people listen. I literally I have somebody from Abu Dhabi who listens, which <laughs> makes me very happy. That's great. But yeah, no, like KPCW is the radio station that's online. It's we have an app with the whole nine yards. Seven to ten Thursday nights when I don't have COVID. And is it just KPCW.com or dot org it's a npr station okay all right well we'll make sure we put that in the show notes for you and great well and as an homage to the big show we'll get you out of here on this over or under always over always over all right you there was a little bit of hesitant there yeah yeah no i just i wanted to think there's any wiggle room but no always okay okay Okay. always (laughs) over yeah yeah Yeah, i just like it is there any place I would then like, no, yeah. over. No, it's over. Chuck Todd be damned. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. All right, Frank, thank you so much for coming on and meeting the littles. We really appreciate the time. Very grateful for the opportunity and thank you so much. And thanks to all the littles. Uh, thanks, Frank. We'll talk soon. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Frank, for coming on to meet the Littles finally. Thank you, Bob Walsh, for hooking us up with yep. that. He's hooked us up with a f- quite a few. Quite a few people mm-hmm. now. And he keeps just sending me names. He's like, they'd, they'd be a great meet the Littles guest. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. So, but one thing he forgot, and I love this because it's uh, basically a correction, mm-hmm. and it's just to Roxy. Uh oh. Of course. <laughs> well, it's from Frank. This is after the fact. He wrote, <laughs> he, he forgot to say something during the interview, I okay. think. He just said, hey, Roxy. Hawaii is a great choice for retirement, but they don't have typhoons. They actually have hurricanes. Typhoons are on the other side of the globe, and they really have hurricanes because of a number of climate reasons. The last was 1992, and monsoons are generally just rain, even though they sound really, really bad. And it snowed here in Park City on Memorial Day. Now that is some weather. (laughs) Peace, Frank. So yeah, so good correction on that. Now, Roxy... You tied the knot just in the nick of time. We heard from Mr. Marshall Henry. Okay. He says, hi, hope you're still alive. The (gasps) International Monetary Fund, the IMF, is compensating all scam victims with the sum of two million U.S. (gasps) dollars, and your name is listed among them. What? I am Mr. Marshall Henry from ORA Bank. Mr. Marshall Henry. That's all it says. Give me my two million dollars, please. Thank you, Dean and Damascus, for that email. Uh, <laughs> Scam, I know. Spam. It's like, and the funny thing is about that one is so what I do, Littles, is sometimes when I get these emails, I'll just copy and paste into a Word document so I can just print the Word document at the right. end, and so I have them all in one place. And this one wasn't even like words; it was like a picture of that. I don't know how to explain it. It was like a picture of the words. Meaning it was like, oh. I couldn't copy and paste each individual word. Like, like you normally someone wrote it and then took a screenshot of it, of it and, and sent then kept the sending screenshot. that out to everyone. Oh, weird. So it was funny. It was like when I, when I tried to copy and paste it, I was People like, People are oh, so weird. I know, I they have way it. too much time on their hands. Yeah. Get a life. Chuck, we heard from your best pal, Sully. Sully. Yeah, right on. He says, please shout out to Joe Maloney for reaching out to me and to get together. He was flexible. Amazing to chat with. And he says, don't mention that part. <laughs> then you gotta mention it <laughs> he says any paid oh, <laughs> oh any paid okay. he said because he said I'll double it he said oh chuckle double it oh. oh okay big spender chuck you don't know what they did he said because i'd mentioned him reaching out regardless but that was a truly another level so and i can't believe i'm leaning into this quote sully says joe maloney is top of the heap and i'm hoping he joins the next berserker league season which choxy are too scared to do more <laughs> than just vote in you know we just didn't have time this year so maybe next year no, we won't have a wedding ta- we won't gonna- have a wedding no. to plan for Maybe Roxy will do it. Roxy, have you met me? You know. Maybe Roxy will do okay. it. Okay. All right. You heard it here, Sully. Maybe. T- Tiny Chuck. I don't think he's doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we heard from Todd Decay. He says, I have two bad jars of Jif. Fun fact, the issue originated here in Lexington. Oh. Robert Dundon says, not so fun fact, I ate a bad jar of <gasps> Jif before the warning came out. Oh. No. Are you okay? I'm assuming he's okay. Tell us. Are you okay? All right, Roxy. Then we heard from Don Hammock, right? Don Hammock. What? I think he's the one that looks like J.K. Simmons. Yes, he is. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Yes, he says, I know the last thing a young newlywed couple wants to do on a romantic honeymoon trip to New Orleans is hang out with some old dork who listens to Orange Man podcasts, but I live about an hour away if you want to grab a beverage. If you have any questions about the city, let me know. Happy anniversary. That's nice. That is really nice. We'll definitely look into that. Do we think he's buying, though? 
Chuck, you coming down for that? I would, <laughs> Chuck. Seriously, if you go to New Orleans, I'll meet you there. Oh. oh. Not for your honeymoon, obviously, but, you know. Well, here's the thing. This is time. another mini moon. We'll get there in a second, actually, because okay. there's more coming about the honeymoon. Cool, and stuff. cool. We heard from Tim Cree, Fort Collins, Colorado. This is the email I thought was funny, but it's been a week and no read on the air, meaning the big show, so I guess it wasn't good enough. Tell me if it's funny. So, Littles, write in, WTFC Podnet, or just tweet at Tim Cree, Fort Collins, Colorado. The subject is ice cream over the sink. This is the email. Just wondering, when you eat ice cream over the sink, is it just the kitchen sink, or will you eat over the bathroom sink, or a laundry drain as well? Oh. Just trying to get a visual. Thanks in advance. I feel like it would make most sense to just do the kitchen sink, because typically the ice cream is in the freezer that is in the kitchen. Right. So, I mean... But he wants to know, do you uh, think the email's funny? I think the email's funny. All right, Roxy's giving you a thumbs up on the funniness of the email. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we heard from Michelle Pendleton. Yep, she says, not sure what this says about me, but when Bill asked the what bad thing happened at your perfect wedding question, I thought of the flowers and the early walk-off music. I think I remember the song too. Hope your wedding has no hitches in it whatsoever. Have a terrific day. That's so nice. And yeah, Michelle, you would have earned lots of points yeah and, it, and this year it was near perfect unfortunately we had yeah. a little issue with the flowers again this year huh. uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of a major but you know chuck doesn't know these things so <laughs> yeah roxy we won't go into that because we already did <laughs> the wedding stuff but we had some issues with the flowers they were wrong they were just wrong yeah yeah so but we didn't let it stop us her dad no. came up with a new motto let it ride let it ride after people started canceling on friday night <laughs> he was like and the wedding's just, on sunday he's like just let it ride yeah. don't even worry about it yeah nothing you can do about it and right. He's right he was totally right and right and right. i have to say during the day i did not think about the flower i thought about the flowers when i looked at them and then i didn't think about them really again until after the wedding was done the next day yeah it was i was disappointed in how they turned out Half of them are wrong. Half of them are right. Half of them weren't there. I know that's bad math right there, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but Roxy gives 120%. I do. 115, whatever that was. <laughs> Chuck, that was a question I, I want to ask you, because how long have you been married now, Chuck? Uh, four years last March. Four years last March. Okay. What is the one thing that went wrong on your perfect winning day? Oh, God. And then I we're going to ask think- Amy at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember anything. I mean, it's always... You don't remember just... anything, Chuck? <laughs> no, I, I mean, Chuck, the right anything. answer is that I, I wasn't I woke there. up and I had a ring on my finger. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Like, to me, I'm sure there were little things that I just didn't notice because I didn't really have a whole lot of the planning yeah. to do. I mean, nothing went wrong. I remember the things that went right more than the things that went wrong. Like, right. it mostly was weather because we, we had an outdoor, kind of like you guys did. You know, it was just like a... A short ceremony with small crowd gathering, but it rained like that morning. Mm. Oh, I say. We were like, "Oh crap, we don't really have a backup plan." Right. <laughs> and so it stopped raining like a couple hours before, and then it didn't rain the rest of the day. So oh, we got we so lucky on that. All right, that's good. So that was potential. So, potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was potential bad stuff. But I th- everything else went pretty smooth. I mean, it was kind of laid, laid back ordeal, so there wasn't a lot of elements like we didn't have a ton of people come in from out of town so right you know we didn't have to worry about people not being there or running late or missing flights or stuff like yeah, that yeah. they have covid to deal with and all that either. yeah so right. yeah i think for in a nutshell it, especially four years later it, nothing sticks on my mind like oh god i wish we could do that again or yeah right. this again so yep i hope i feel that way about the flowers and i do have to say my flowers last year were gorgeous even with the little mishap they fixed it and made them even more beautiful 
And then this year I was sort of like, eh. All right. So, anyway. Well, Roxy, you brought up New Orleans a little bit. Yep. You were, I heard the words mini moon come out of your mouth because that's <laughs> what we did last year. For the littles that don't remember or didn't, weren't listening back then, we did a little mini moon last year. We went to we Vegas. We went to Vegas. You, you yep. never been to Vegas. Thanks to Chuck Elias for yeah. Oh, yeah. hooking us up there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So listen, at this point, I think we deserve to consider every trip we take a mini moon or a honeymoon, but right. I do want our, I, well. I do hope our actual honeymoon, which we'll probably take next year at this point, is the full big right. week and a half to two weeks long <laughs> wow. like okay. i just want to get out <laughs> all right well mike Barnell yeah. wrote in he said look chuck and roxy speaking from experience plan your honeymoon as soon as you can the woman to whom i am related by marriage and i just celebrated our 35th anniversary and she has never let me forget that we have not gone on our honeymoon <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> we have been on many vacations, but not a honeymoon. Congratulations and happy anniversary. Aw, oh, thanks. Yeah, we're making this happen. I don't care what it takes. Yeah. Mike, we're, you're due. We're, and yes, you, yes. Go on a honeymoon. You deserve it. All right. Now, Chuck, what would you did? You did Paris, right? Where did you go? Yeah, we went to Paris the summer after we got married. So like Paris, like- France or Paris, the city in... Paris, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> like what? Paris. No, 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 wait. So, no, no, when was Paris, it? France. Yeah. Now, when was it? That would have been 18. No, but I mean, how far away from the wedding was it? Oh, it was in July after. So we got married in March and then we went in July. Okay, so that's okay. not too bad. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how people can. I mean, maybe because our process was so disrupted so many times. That I don't know how people plan a honeymoon where you leave the day after the wedding. Yeah. Like, right. how do you plan all that? That's so much. Like, my well, brain wanted to explode. Okay, here's <laughs> real quick. So we had this thing called a sparkler send-off. Now, the funny thing is, Roxy's like, Chuck, we have to get to the spark. I'm like, but my stuff's right here. I'm like, so is this going to be weird that we go through this sparkler send-off and turn around and come right back in the building? No, uh, that happens all the time. Well, I realized after the yeah. fact that it's, it's purely for the pictures. Yeah. It's purely for the pictures, mm-hmm. which came out great. Yep. From what we've seen so far, we got a little mini sample, sample of Sample from and our photographer. she's going to go through all of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I remember from when my sister, I was like 6, 10, 12 years old when my oldest sisters got married. And I remember that, I always remember, though, them leaving. Before yeah. everyone else. Right. They'd get in the car with the cans, tape. No, you know, I grew up that's in the what my the parents did. Right. Okay. So, throw the rice and get out. Yeah. Throw, which and they then don't what do happens? Anymore. Other people have to deal with. They have you to know, do the cleanup. Strike. Yeah. Right, strike. Whatever. No, we, I love that we call it strike. <laughs> no, we had, we did all that. Well, we helped. We did. We helped. Yeah. And we, we definitely had and, a and lot we had of help. help. We had help. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I don't know. It was just weird. So I was thinking like, I do remember when people used to do that. They'd leave mm-hmm. like three quarters of the way through the reception Yeah, or, or like 90% yep. through right. the reception, whatever. And then people would stick around and the band still playing. Isn't that what happened in Father of the Bride? I have no idea. I don't remember. Hmm. Anyway, Roxy, it's a pleasure to be, be married to you married still. To you a second time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun day. Tiny Chuck, so it glad you so, could be a part of it. Yeah. We were so happy and to have you there. Thank you again to the all the littles, especially the ones that were able to be there and the ones that just kept texting, support, and mm-hmm. tweeting. And it's just, it's endless and we really appreciate it. And we're just so glad tiny Chuck, you got to like finally meet some yeah. in person. So that was fun. Oh yeah. God, what a pleasure. I had no idea what I was missing out on. So all right, well, we'll get back to everything. Get up the little status. On yeah. Right. <laughs> up the little status. So we'll get back to normal. Hopefully it's been a while. This was a week. We, Tony had a weird schedule this week and he announced that he might be doing that over the summer quite a bit, switching it up. So we'll do our best to bring Switch you your two episodes them. per week. Mm-hmm. We got some great littles. We have our 150th episode coming up like in Woo. two episodes. 
Yeah. And we already got a special treat for you there. Mm-hmm. We're very excited for that. One of uh, We had so much fun doing that interview. Yeah. It's, can't even begin. Look out for that. Look out for all of the Loyal Littles podcast. Roxy, how can they get in touch with us? Go to loyallittlespod.com. That's all you do. That's it. Uh, easy, right, Chuck? Easy peasy. Absolutely. What was that again? <laughs> loyallittlespod.com. You best be joking. Got it. And thank you, Frank Lynch, once again, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Sean Morrissey, the great Zucchini, and Jolene Wojcik for our bumpers this episode. All right, you two. And don't forget, if you need some stick grip action, go to stickgrip.com. And that's, you know, for your baseball bats, your hockey sticks, your lacrosse sticks, your golf clubs. And Fog-free eyewear. Go to fogfreeeyewear.com if you need some fog-free eyewear. And don't forget to use the code. Chuck, do you know what the code is? I have no freaking idea what the code is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Roxy, what's the code? LLPOD. Ah, I was going to say that too.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by I love, love, love Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.